0: end of November uh, with the title, A Season of Thanks, and it is based around the harvest season and the upcoming time of stewardship in the month of November. So this morning, we're going to read a second scripture lesson found in the book of Psalms, the 67th Psalm, which is a very pretty short psalm, seven verses. But a really good song. The psalmist writes, "May God be gracious to us and bless us, and make His face shine upon us, that your ways may be known on earth and your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest, and God, our God, will bless us. God will bless us and all the ends of the earth will fear him. May God bless the reading and hearing of this word again from the 67th chapter of the book of Psalms. So, this morning, uh, the sermon is entitled Worship and Blessing. You know, one of the great things about being Christian is the call to worship God On a regular basis and in Psalm 67 which is a worship psalm that is very gracious this would have been a psalm that would have been sung in the temple perhaps also in the synagogue it was a psalm designed to be sung uh, by two groups one would sing the first verse Another would sing the second, and so forth, until the verses in 6 and 7 and all would sing together. And it reminds us of the importance, again, of praising God. The anthem this morning by the choir, I Will Sing Praise, is a perfect anthem for a psalm like 67, and like our purposes this morning of hearing the praise of the Lord our God. So the psalmist says here, May God be gracious to us and bless us, and make his face shine upon us. It begins with the blessing that is found first in the book of Numbers, And that is often pronounced at the end of a worship service, a marriage service, a funeral service. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Such is the first verse here, echoing the blessing of God and having the Presence, described here as the very face of God, to shine down upon us. In the book of Exodus, it is said that when Moses would go up into the mountain, or when he would go after the tabernacle had been built into the presence of the Lord, and he came out, it was said that his appearance was altered, that he Glowed almost by being in the presence of the Lord. And so the psalmist can write, Make his face shine upon us as a petition, an asking of God to be with us. In that same Light. He goes on in verse 2, that, you're, that your ways may be known on earth and your salvation among all nations. It is said that this is certainly a prophecy towards the coming of Jesus. Jesus says in the Lord's Prayer, which we will sing at the end of this service, He sings and he says, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And the psalmist writes that your ways may be known on earth, that your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven an act of praise, and your salvation among all nations. Not nation, not just Israel, but all nations. That your salvation, and in the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, in his life, in his ministry, in his death, in his suffering and resurrection, it becomes known. The gospel is made available to all nations so that we still send missionaries. We still open the doors of the church. We still proclaim the word of the Lord as salvation to all nations. It's very important in that regard. It says, The nations will be glad. O oh God, may all the peoples praise you. And again, not just the people of Israel, but all the nations, all the peoples, that they will be glad and sing for joy. It is true. We see it in our own day and time. Across the land, across the world, wherever you go, there will be Christians who are praising God, who are gathering together in worship. It may be in house churches, it may be quietly, it may be like in the ancient days where the early church in Rome had to gather in the catacombs, and it now may be in the basements, in the closets in some countries because of the threat against Christians. But God's name is being praised by the peoples of the earth. It says that God will rule the people justly and guide the nations of the earth. Perhaps we question that in our day and time. Perhaps we are wondering if God is guiding the nations of the earth if the peoples of the world are governed justly for we see much injustice we see great war we see persecution and yet we are reminded that our god is the god of all things And what may seem like a very terrible matter in our time and in our world is not in the scheme of God's time. We tend to be very narrow in our thinking of life. Certainly, those of you who were children in the Depression thought that it was a terrible time. Certainly, when the nations of the world were at great war in the Second World War, it was thought to be the worst of times. And over the course of time, it has been thought that time and time again, And yet the psalmist says that God rules people justly and he guides the nations of the earth. And it means that God is firmly in control of all of his creation, of all life, even when we are unable to see it. I prayed and we read earlier from Isaiah The prophet speaking for God and saying, you know, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways, says the Lord. My ways are much greater. We tend to think that God is limited by the way our life is and how we live and the troubles that we suffer, and the difficulties that we face, we think that God must be limited by these things. But he is not. In verse 5, again, the refrain, May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. It is a rejoiner to us. It is a chorus to be sung and repeated time and time again. You know, in contemporary worship, where they'll sing the verse seven or eight times, well, that was learned at first from following the Psalms, because oftentimes the Psalms Not all of them, but many of them will repeat a verse time and time and time again to emphasize the importance of that particular theme, word, concept, idea. That it is trying to confess and convey and convey and to also celebrate. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. A desire that one day all the nations of the world would lift up their voices in praise to the Almighty God and all the peoples. It is a hope, not fully realized, But nonetheless, a hope that we are called to share in. And then there is something here in verse 6 that I think is very important for us to hear. Then the land will yield its harvest and God, our God, will bless us. When the people of the earth, when God's people worship him, when God's people are circumspect about giving glory and praise to the Lord, about knowing who is in control of life, about understanding the sovereignty of the Lord our God, about the importance of gathering to worship and trusting in God's providential hand, It is said when the people of the world do this, but when God's people do this, it says then the land will yield its harvest and God, our God, will bless us. It is a promise. It is also, as Jesus said in his prayer, give us this day our daily bread. As the prophet Isaiah said, Come, all you, and buy wine and milk and bread without cost. For when the people acknowledge and praise God, when they trust in the Lord, the land will yield its harvest, it will be blessed. Because God will have blessed it. Not just for our praise, but because we are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. We are dependent upon the Lord our God. And when this happens... This acknowledgement, when we realize that we cannot always stand on our own, we cannot always trust in our own good sense, our own resources, our own ways, when pulling ourselves up by the bootstraps is not enough. We are reminded that there is one that is greater than we can imagine, whom we worship and adore, but whom too often we do not put our full trust and faith in. And the land will yield its harvest, and God, our God, will bless us. What a great Line that should bring us confidence and assurance and faith. Verse 7 says, God will bless us and all the ends of the earth will fear him. The fear is not being afraid of what God will do, the fear is the recognition of how much greater God is than us, than you or me or anyone else. There is no one in the earth. There is no king. There is no president. There is no dictator. There is no army. There is no navy. There is no air force. There is no economic power. There is no one who has the knowledge, the intelligence that even comes close to understanding the Lord our God. And so all the ends of the earth will indeed fear him because he is the Lord and maker of all things. This psalm would be very much like a hymn in days gone by, like the words that we sing from week to week, offering praise and telling of the glory and the attributes of God. It is important for us to remember God's blessings. It is important for us to remember that God knows our condition no matter what it is and that God is able to deal with it even when we can't. So may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us that we might worship him and receive his blessing both now and always Amen